I'm Jelani Aryeh, and this is the LSQ Podcast. Singer-songwriter Jelani Aryeh first caught my attention with his awesome tune Stella Brown a couple of years back. And I really enjoyed his debut full-length, I've Got Some Living to Do, from 2021, but especially loved getting to interview him in brief for Sirius XMU last year. And I was left with so many more questions for Jelani about these early days in his career as an artist. So here we are at an episode of the LSQ podcast where Jelani and I dig in further. I'm Jenny LSQ. Thanks for pressing play on this episode of LSQ. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. In San Diego right now. It's weird being back home, but yeah. It's good to see you. I'm checking out, what is that, a Radiohead t-shirt? Yeah, it's like, I think Pablo Honey Ben's era. Nice. Found it from a friend. I was like, yes, I need to have it. Have you listened to the uh, the Smile, the new... Radiohead side project thing. Yeah, the skirting along something. I yeah, think. yeah. It's great. Yeah, I feel like um it's 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 like the stripped down version of what I like about Radiohead, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome Jelani to the LSQ podcast. It's so good to see you again. Thank you for having me. I know it's been an interesting week or so for you because you were on tour for a minute with Hippocampus and you're new to touring your project kind of in general, relatively, especially in this COVID era. And then for listeners, Jelani has just not only recently completed that and come back home, but then also this past weekend played at Smoke and Grooves here in LA, which, I mean, I saw your Instagram post about Toro y Moi, but I'm assuming in general, there were some just mind-blowing shit happening for you at Smoking Grooves. Yeah, it was just a trip being in the kind of back artist area and just seeing everyone that I kind of grew up on or just people that my parents admire a lot, just all back there walking and just being humans. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is it. This is like where we're in it now. Yeah, it was crazy to see like Steve Lacey and The Roots and Erica Badu, Janae Aiko, like walking past there. She was, Janae was walking with her camp and I felt like I had to like run and move out of the way because she looks like royalty and she carries herself like a queen. But it was just a bunch of that and meeting some of them was really cool. Yeah, yeah, amazing. And I know I, I was intrigued though that you posted specifically about meeting Chaz from yeah. Toro y Moi. Tell me a little bit just kind of about like your... He's been a big influence on you, you were saying. Yeah, ever since I kind of started making music, which was around 2017, he had released, I think, his single Girl Like You and Rolling Out Boo Boo. But it's for some reason, his music just spoke to me deeper than whatever he was saying or whatever was going on in the music. And I didn't know why until I found out that he was like Black and Filipino. I was like, I feel this strong connection to another person that looks like me who's doing this at such a high level and so ever since then I went back and his like discography fell in love with everything but he is like my number one kind of guiding light or artist that I look to for a lot (laughs) 
Um, and meeting him the other day was super surreal. He's just a very laid back guy. I felt like an uncle kind of energy. <laughs> yeah, it's very surreal. I'm still trying to like process that that even happened. But it's just like confirmation that this is where I'm supposed to be right now. So let's rewind for the people listening to the LSQ podcast, because I like to go back to the beginning. And when we spoke for your XMU session, you know, we got to talk a little bit about some of the like before you were making the songs that we've heard the past few years kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I want to talk about more of that kind of stuff. So like, what do you remember about the first kind of instances that you just felt creativity or you felt like an urge to be creative? Oh, I think I felt an urge to be creative around what I can remember, like five or six, being with my Auntie Alma, my mom's sister on the Filipino side. And she brought me like this Crayola art case, like this red Crayola art case. And ever since I got that, I would just like draw whatever. I think I used to draw a lot of like superheroes and football players. But she just taught me how to be creative or just how to like express myself. Um, she was like the first spark. And then around that time, my uncle used to rap and his studio was next to my bedroom in our in my childhood home. And so hearing that, I think kind of led me to this. And I had no idea that I wanted to do music or be creative in like a professional way. Then I wanted to be like a football player or just, yeah. But I think those were like the first times that I was around it or in it what style of rap did your uncle do i don't know it was very like story driven he would always tell stories which i don't know if that was really the thing at the time but i can tell that he grew up on a lot of tribe called quest and people that and most deaf and jay-z that's kind of who my dad would play a lot jay-z and common kanye a lot did you feel personally connected to that music at all as a kid or it just was sort of like what your dad and uncle liked? I felt a connection to Kanye, but when I listened to Jay-Z or some of those other things, they were, they sound a little too grown or I couldn't really understand what they were talking about, but Kanye made it like easy to connect with or just exciting for me. My dad used to play a lot of college dropout. That was kind of like the first album that I remember listening to in my childhood. And what was the first stuff that felt like you, it was your music and you were going to get kind of obsessed with it? Oh, sheesh. I feel like I like didn't claim like an artist until middle school. And it was like Childish Gambino's because the internet, um, I was just like, oh, he's speaking to me. And like this internet, age of things yeah I just liked and appreciated the idea of building a whole world with an album and doing a screenplay doing a film around it and I I think that just catapulted me into music or just the arts yeah so what did you do from there like how did you actually begin to see yourself as an artist and as a creator yourself and and what were the early things you did with that yeah, um, I feel like early on, I came more at media or entertainment or just being creative by making films. That was like 
what I really wanted to do at first, like eighth grade, freshman year, just going into those classes and doing whatever like rubric they'd give us. But Bino was the initial spark for that. And then I think I just wanted to make music that would inform those videos. And I kind of got lost in music and didn't really go back. But I've always been obsessed with like YouTube and videos and I have so many old channels of myself, like building, making duct tape wallets, like doing like little Lego movies. What else? Like making my own little manga anime things. But yeah, I just would always have my hand in something. I just didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah, like if it was it, media kind of seems like it interested you in general or like you have the visual, the kind of combination of things. And then to make music to go with whatever you were doing, where did you start? Did you like teach yourself guitar or how did you kind of begin? <laughs> I began with writing to really, not to discredit anyone that was making beats on YouTube, but writing to like type Frank Ocean type beats or just like whoever was kind of popular at the time, Childish Gambino type beats. And I was like, I can't do this for much longer. So I tried to learn on Logic and GarageBand and would just make my own things without knowing like any theory. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this either. Um, So I formed a group. I went to Reddit to just ask if there was like like like-minded people or whoever was kind of in the same space as me if they wanted to make a group or just like this collective that has no set genre, but we just make things that we like. And I found my main producer, Jack Colby. Um, He's from Arizona. We make everything together. He made my first EP from this last album. But yeah, he's kind of my guy. Like I don't, I still don't know how to produce or play. I'll do like little licks here and there, but just by what I like hearing. And and was that that was that initially was that the raised by the internet project or that was yeah so you it was mainly the two of you and then you found other people just online yeah so we were on Reddit this was like back in spring 2017 and he was one of the guys that responded to me but I think through all that through having everyone else we had the closest bond I'd say or just could understand each other. Yeah, that was raised by the internet. As far as songwriting went, though, because you're saying you kind of had to collaborate remotely. Yeah. What would you do? Would you just like, you know, kind of sing to yourself like, hey, how does writing a song work for you? How did it start and how how has it changed? Like how, you know, just the how you do it part. Yeah. So I guess it started off with Jack sending a loop of guitar or keys or guitar and drums, and then I'd take it back. And we'd send this over Google Drive and Discord, which is like a gaming thing. But yeah, he'd send files over it, then I'd go into like my DAW, record like a melody idea, and then he'd build that, and we'd just go back and forth and build the song. But now I'll usually just go into the studio with him or someone else or the band and kind of just jam out. And I'll just sing melodies forever until we kind of find something. And then either in that session or another day, me and Jack will sit down and have like a little therapy session and kind of talk lyrics like that. But a lot of the time before, it would just be me in my room and I'd just 
Right and right. And I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out my process. It's kind of all over the place. Did you, though, when you were doing that early stuff, like, did you feel like, holy shit, like, we're doing, this is really cool. Like, I just wonder when you let yourself give in to, I'm doing this. I'm not going to worry about whether it's football or whatever else you might have thought, like, was going to be a path. Or you're just like, you know what? No, I am doing it. This is me. I'm the artist. We're, we're doing it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess looking back, I threw myself into it kind of when we made our song, Where We Go. Um, and I didn't know that I dedicated myself to it like that. But looking back, like, yeah, that was kind of the moment where this became everything. That was a song where I told my dad I no longer wanted to play football and like, wanted to kind of live my own life and figure it out by myself and it's kind of just like one moment fused together of I don't know that was the moment I guess where I was like yeah we're doing it we're we're kind of living our dreams and I had another moment like that just after smoking grooves I was like oh my god we just like came back from tour we're playing with these freaking people right now yeah I think we're gonna have a lot more of those moments together but yeah, shit is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was gonna, I was about to ask, like, what if you've observed so far, what kinds of things tend to be inspiring to you? You know, what kinds of uh, situations tend to be inspiring to you lyrically or musically? And, and then I, it occurs to me, like, well, there's a whole new inspiration now, like the songs from your debut album, yeah, like versus whatever you make next it's going to be a different inspiration because you are having these like experiences that you wouldn't have sort of imagined. Yep. I think just making bigger songs was one of my biggest takeaways from tour. Cause I just want to make music for people to have fun and like lose themselves completely in and performing Stella Brown at the end of the set and hearing just like the love and feeling the love from that was life-changing I was like I I want more of this for myself and for everyone else but yeah just making more what's the word I kind of like anthemic records and just pulling a lot from like what my parents grew up on a lot of like 80s a lot of like new wave and then dad rock which is weird and kind of just like playing those wait what's what what do you consider dad rock oh like Fucking Roxy music, a lot of like Brian Eno. I don't know if that. Yeah, is. well, no, that's cool. That's very cool, dads. That's the cooler side of dad rock, right? Because I feel like some people would say like it's like the Dave Matthews band, dad rock, or something. I don't know which. Both sound like chill dads. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, and like Wilco, I don't even know what that's considered, but Wilco hits a special place in my heart. That kind of. Um, Chaz does which I don't understand why but he he does do you did you go through a phase where you because I know we've talked before about some of the like big indie like legendary indie artists that you know you've been a fan of for a long time and hearing that music and but like did you ever go in and nerd out on like truly super vintage stuff like Beatles and Bob Dylan and, and, and all that kind of stuff I think early 2019 it's felt like such a long time since then but I had a weird psychedelic rock phase that kind of took me back into all of those bands and that but I was obsessed with the doors for a really long time 
and Jim Morrison. And I still haven't really like went down my Hendrix rabbit hole yet, but a lot of that stuff, I feel like I'm just now getting into Led Zeppelin, but that's through like listening to the Chili Peppers. I just finished reading um, Flea's memoir, which is incredible. One of the best books I've ever read. What a beautiful soul. But he just made me want to listen to Led Zeppelin and dive into that. But yeah, I feel like I, I don't know if I answered the question. But also when I ask about like what you find inspires you, I mean, like in terms of topics or, or themes or whatever, like, are you finding lately yourself lyrically or as you think about new songs and stuff, like what's interesting to you to write about at this point in your life? I think talking about everything except myself which is really hard, but I feel like my music in the past and this last record has been a lot of me on my own. And I think I'm going to name the record, Let Us Have Our Time. And I just want that to be a thing that makes me think about other people or just puts myself in their situations or writing to a younger version of myself or an older version of myself. But yeah, kind of just themes of being together, themes of being young, like truly young and innocent um, and just finding like wonder in all things still because it's hard. It's really hard right now. It sounds like though you're saying you, if you already have an idea what you're going to name the record, i.e. the next record. Yeah, yeah. Yay. That's awesome. But what's the deal there? Cause I've got some living to do came out while well, we're talking right now in March of 2022, it came out August of last year. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Like July 30th. Yeah. Yeah. She can remember stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, I've been in a lot of sessions since then, which is kind of not me. And we're still in the phase where we're just like throwing pain at the board and just getting stuff out but I think being in all those sessions and going on tour made me realize that I want to create with like my bass which is Jack or the band and see what comes out of that because I've never made songs with a whole band at first it's Genesis and I think a lot of the music that I enjoy is a lot of that and jamming and finding those magical moments yeah I'm just I'm excited for everything really Yeah. So you're going to be, yeah, absolutely. Like just playing in a room and just seeing what comes out. And um, so you're, you're still at the phase where you're planning to get studio time in situations like that in the coming months. Is that the. Yeah. And just sitting down with Jack because he goes to USC in their little house and having our sessions. But then my drummer has a setup in his garage where it's all soundproof. He has drums and so we'll probably make a lot of it in there as well. Amazing. Yeah. I'm well, I can't wait to hear whatever you come up with next. And then what else? Is there going to be some more touring in the coming months? I hope so. I mean, I want to finish a majority of this record so we can go back like fall, winter. That's like a really big thing. I kind of just want to get into album mode and like travel and work in like studios in the woods or just like go around because that's when I feel the most inspired. I've heard amazing things about this. I mean, lots of studios, but there's a studio you may have heard about in El Paso called Sonic Ranch. Yeah. Oh my God. I feel like 
Bon Iver talked about that. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Sonic Ranch, and I think it's maybe Tornillo, Texas, technically. Okay. It's probably really expensive. But we'll I don't see. know. I mean, I feel like in Beach House recorded there, and Bright Eyes have recorded there. It's like indie people record there. It can't be, like true indie people record there. It can't be crazy expensive. Yeah, okay. I might have to check that out. We had an Airbnb in Joshua Tree, and there were like horses just right outdoor. I was like, this is... This is crazy. I just want more of that. I'm trying to go to the UK. I'm trying to go to like different countries to record. I feel like that would be really inspiring or just something new to feel different things. But yeah, the UK and Stockholm have been like the list. There is. I feel like, you know, if you just decide where you want to go and then you just say that's where I'm recording it, it's happening. I see that. I got to put my foot down and be more assertive. Everyone tells me to be more assertive. They're like, you're too shy. I'm not saying you're too anything. I'm just saying I want it for you. Thank you so much for connecting to do this. It's great to see you again and, and to get to talk to you some more. Thank you for having me. This is crazy. Big thanks again to Jelani for that interview. And as he mentions, he is hoping to play some shows in the U.S. this fall or winter. Maybe bookmark jelaniarye.com so you can stay in the loop. And if you've got questions or feedback for me, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at JennyLSQ. Thanks again for listening.